Hello and welcome to Persistent and Nasty Podcast. This is our Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2019 series. Throughout this series, we will be talking to women of the fringe, from producers to directors, writers and performers. We hope you enjoy all of the podcasts and get along to see as much of it as you can. This podcast was recorded at Assembly Club Bar with thanks to Sharon Burgess, Danny Ray, Connell, Chris and all of the staff at the club bar. As we are recording out and about, you may hear some background noise. Hopefully it won't affect too much, but it might just give you the vibe and atmosphere of the festival. So sit back, relax and enjoy some persistent and nasty women. Yeah. Give yourself a little introduction, Great. who you are, where you're from, company, show, etc. Et Great, okay. I'm Kaylee Wilkie Smith. I'm here at the Edinburgh Fringe with Switch, which it is Almanac of Everything. It's an original uh, folktale musical, and I am from Sydney, Australia. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. I'm a, I'm a writer-director um, dabbling in uh, music composition and um, producing. Uh, and, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And the show is a family show. Yeah, it, you know what? The honest truth is it didn't start like that. Yeah. Um, so my partner and I um, wrote and produced this show together, and when we brought it to the Fringe, we thought it was going to be for adults because we're the kind of adults that like an adventure story. Mm-hmm. And then um, a bunch of kids came to the first couple of shows, and they were like, we love this. And we were like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, it's been really great because um, we've done another show like this in Sydney um, a few years ago, uh, but it's all in the same world. So it's been a really great learning experience for us um, doing this for the first time and learning who really our target audience are. So, yeah, that's really been it. It is definitely a family show. Um, we're just, we just have Peter Pan syndrome. So. Yeah, I mean that's the dream, right? Like yeah. that's what we hope. So it's been, and people have been so generous. So like it's been, the Fringe is such a wonderful experience. Really rough, mm. but really wonderful. Is this your first Fringe? Yeah, first time I've ever been um, to the Fringe and first Fringe I've ever done. Well, I've done New York and Chicago a little bit, but um, yeah, first one I've ever been a part of. And it's like immersive. <laughs> yeah. It's I crazy. Jump in at the yeah. deep end right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but, I was just going to say, how have mm. your audience has been? Have you felt like? Oh my gosh, terrible. So oh, bad. No, <laughs> so bad. Oh my gosh. No, look. I mean, and we came in with our eyes open. Like, you know, um, I was lucky enough to meet with a couple of people in January when I was here in Edinburgh, and so you know, I didn't come to the fringe with the. Um, idea that it was going to be oh my show's going to be sold out every day like I knew that the average audience was three so we were prepared for that um but yeah just like I think obviously because we're a new show and we're learning and it's it's been really rough like we had zero um ticket sales today and we have zero for tomorrow and zero for the following day and I think one for the last show and it's been like that the whole time but 
it's a great lesson in like it's a great mental health workout like really making sure that you actively take care of yourself through the fringe is so important um and also just like really interesting to to take time to learn about all this stuff and what exists inside the fringe as success is very different to what exists outside of the fringe as success because if I were flying on the streets of Sydney for the amount of time that I'm flying here, I think that I would get an audience. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously it's just so much competition. So it's been it's been real a really wonderful experience, but not necessarily because of our numbers. It's been great because it's been like a great um, workout for like the production side of it, and we've developed the show as we've gone. We've done lots of rehearsals in the days where nobody's rocked up to the show, um, so the show's developed as well. But yeah, it's been really a great experience, and I think that like you know I I just bow down to the people that continue to come back because it's so incredible. Um, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah, so hard. I'm not like, you know, and I could be like, oh, no, show's go-. like, no, the show's going well and the response has been great when we get people in the door, yeah. but it's like... The getting the people in the door. And it absolutely. Is, like, the festival has become so big. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, what is it, 4,000 shows yeah. or something? And you're all vying for... And you're at quite a good time in that sense. Yeah. Like, you're like, what is it? 1.25pm. Yeah, so yeah. nice point in the day for yeah. the show but also really hard because yeah. you've got so much all the other shows are on at the same time yeah. more people are eating their lunch and you miss exactly it yeah so and I mean like we've you know we've been giving out free tickets to our show every day we're like hey guys come and take a chance on our show which has been like I think a really positive thing mm-hmm. for us yeah. um, but I think it's you've got to meet the right people because some people are here at the fringe to say yeah I'll take a chance on a new show yeah. and other people I say hey I've got three tickets and they're like well we're a family of four and I'm like oh we'll just buy one ticket (laughs) and they're like oh no we've got four people so but we don't need them you know yeah you don't need that kind of yeah yeah so it's like for sure like for each of us because we're a team of four and um it's been really great the people that we're here with are just incredible because we've all just like been supporting each other and I think yeah. that's so important so, and had you worked together yeah. before as a, t- a team of four uh no this is the first time that we all four of us have worked together so um the so my partner is also in the show Alex and we have a, a cast of three so it's Alex and Jay and Jess and um Jay actually has been my directing mentor for a, a long time so I um I've worked with him before and Jess is um an award-winning sound designer so she's worked on a bunch of shows as well and we've seen Jess perform and we've seen Jay perform and we said oh my gosh what a dream it would be if they said yes to coming to the Edinburgh Fringe and um they said yes and and we were like, well, we'd better write a show then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's crazy. So we like we know one another, but this is the first time it's just been the four of us working together. So, but it's great. We're we're loving it. And we're, you're all kind of chipping in, doing jobs. So Jess is performing and doing the same. She design. is. Yeah, we roped her into that, which oh, is incredible. Yes. Yeah, no, it's been so great. Um, and um, I'm doing the tech for the first time in my life. So just. Um, so much appreciation for people who uh, stage manage or tech shows. Yeah. It's so hard and stressful. Yeah, I, 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 I'm the same as you. I right. go, oh yeah, I can do that. And then I get behind like a sound and light desk and I'm like, ha, this is hilarious because yeah. I don't know how to work these buttons. I have never been more nervous in my it's, life. I literally still get like this kind of like stone in my throat thinking about <laughs> oh my, my gosh. first last year when I'd like your first. I was doing yeah. three tech jobs oh my and gosh. I've never teched before. Yeah. This year I'm teching again because I'm a lunatic and I forgot how to stress Right, yeah. <laughs> Briefly, in a moment of blind madness. Well, 
but it is it's, it's so much harder than people absolutely oh, yeah absolutely but what a skill to have that you can yeah. just kind of go you know what, i'm going to try it if yeah. it absolutely tits up your slate like, well, yeah fine. yeah um, no, I think I'll leave it to the professionals from now on, but, um, right. but no, it's been really Hindsight's great. Hindsight's beautiful. Oh, really absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just hope I don't forget like you and think that I can do it again. I mean, not you, you probably <laughs> will. We'll yeah, see you next yeah, year. you're right. You're right. So tell me about like your work in Sydney and your kind of path. Yeah. Oh God. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like I said, I, um, I basically graduated from a musical theatre degree, performance degree, and decided that I was going to be a great director. Um, so I finished this performance thing and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, but directing, oh my gosh, I think I'd be a great director, rah, rah. And um, so I'd worked with Jay, James Moody. Um, he was one of my professors at the university and I, he's a, a great um, director for his independent theatre company. And I emailed him and I said, hey, listen, I'd be a really great director. Um, I just, can you just let me like come along to one of your shows and like I'll run coffee, like I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do, but I just need to be around someone who's doing this. And he was like, I don't really know you. Thanks so much. Um, like maybe another time and I was like no no listen and I emailed him every day for about a month and finally he was like okay I've got a show going it's running for a week you can come along and you can you can do it on, on that show and then please stop emailing me um <laughs> and so I um and so I went along and this show happened to be at the Sydney Opera House oh, and amazing. so it was just like absolutely blew my mind and um Jay was um yeah really wonderful to me and like sort of mentored me through the process um and eventually like promoted to be to assistant director which was really exciting um yeah so I you know sort of from that point um started working on and off with Jay and doing my own project so I um have directed for um uh Sydney Youth Musical Theatre which is a theatre company for young people um I did Legally Blonde with them and I recently did the producers with them that was so wonderful I um got it into my head that I could perform and direct a show. Um, and so I did that with Grace. Um, so I played Jan, it was a blast. Um, so yeah, I'm just sort of like working my craft and trying to learn as I go. Um, and people have been, I've been very lucky and really privileged in the fact that people have sort of um, trusted me with their shows. Um, and I am continually surprised when it happens. Um, Cause I think my, my tactic is literally just saying, hey, I think I'd be really good at this like I think you should let me have a go at this and surprisingly people say yes so um yeah no it's been really wonderful so um this is the first time that I've directed a show um uh that my partner and I have written together so he's done the book and we've done the music and lyrics together um we did another uh a show in the same world um, in Sydney in 2000 and I'm going to get this wrong. I think it was 2017 called The Tale of Ichabod Scrub. It's on iTunes and uh, Spotify and YouTube if you want to look it up. Great. Um, and um, yeah, I sort of got it into my head that I could direct this one and we could bring it over to Edinburgh Fringe and lo and behold, here we are. Here so are. yeah. And yeah, I think like I, um, I've recently started doing some production managing as well. And obviously that we had to sort of self-produce this to bring it over here, but it's always been something that I'm interested in because especially in, in Australia, it's, you know, there's not a lot of like 
new work that, especially in musical theatre, that's um, necessarily being produced by bigger companies. So it's really important, I think, to have the skill set to be able to produce your own work and write your own work and direct your own work because there's not a lot of work out there either. So, um, yeah, it's been really wonderful. I've just been very, very lucky to have the people around me that I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. The support, though, is the support network, hasn't it? It's yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Having people that recognise that they've got uh, like a position of power and privilege, and certainly, are able to then help you up. Yeah. Like, certainly. Those people are so integral to our growth, and yeah. obviously your persistence. Yeah, is, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, it's been a big power play. Oh, certainly. But, yeah. No, I like it's so important. I think you know when when you know. I'm very privileged in the fact that I know these people and I have these connections, even if it is just from emailing them consistently um, for months. But no, I think like putting yourself in a position where you go, hey, I'm worth this and I, I can, I think I can do it. And like letting your failings be your own, I think is like the most important thing because, you know, I, of course you have self doubts about whatever you're going to do, but I think like you've got to let people let you own your success and your failure and if you're willing to do that then I think you can you can knock down a lot of doors hopefully you know that's my thing I think it should be fascinating so last week when we had our event one of the things that came up was how women ask for things and how men ask for things right okay yeah so fascinating because you are just going I will be great at this (laughs) give me yeah yeah whereas we were talking about the fact that Mm. sometimes women tend to dance around it yeah Hi, I'm sorry to bother you. Just wanted to get yeah. in touch, blah blah blah. But you're just going straight for it, and like that's it. Yeah, yeah. and that's that is like previously mm. more of the like the masculine, the masculine yeah. energy, yeah. and it's it's utter bullshit mm. because both could have the exact same skill set. But it's Certainly. it's amazing that you've got this innate kind of. Ah, oh, thanks. That's exactly yeah. how you're going to do it. And yeah, it's amazing. Do you think that comes from cultural being an Aussie? Do mm. you think that? Oh, I don't know. Upbringing, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, my parents are so supportive of me. And I think, well, I mean, to be honest, like coming out of a um, performance-based course where there was just like my own self-doubt just like was so hard to overcome. And then, you know, seeing somebody do something that I was interested in, seeing somebody direct and going, oh, maybe I could do that. I think maybe I'd used up all of my self-doubt on the performance stuff. And so it just like, I was like, there's no point. I've just got to say, hey, I might be real shit at this, but I think it could be, if I do a good job, like it could be really great. Um, Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think you know, in Australia, we have like a tall poppy syndrome where, um, you know, people see other people succeed and want to sort of cut them down. But um, I think certainly that's that's shifting in the arts industry because, you know, there are some great, wonderful, supportive people out there. Um, like you said, people in power that are, that are pulling others up. And um, I don't know, maybe partially like nature, nurture, all of that. But um, yeah, I guess like, you know, nobody was going to come to me and say, hey, do you want to direct anything? I was going to have to go, hey, I think I'd be great at this. <laughs> Do you think that's just because you're young or because you're female mm. or... Well, that they would, wouldn't ask me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly. Absolutely. But I think also, like, um, 
the the experience that you have to have in order to be asked to do this sort of stuff doesn't it's like nobody asks you to come and have experience you have to sort of make those opportunities for yourself and yeah I've like I said I've been so privileged in the fact that the that these places have let me come and watch and loiter around and assistant director and resident director and, and have supported me through that process and I know that there are a lot of especially female directors out there that have not had that opportunity and are scrounging for it they're begging for it there's and there's plenty of people like me that have worked much harder for much longer that haven't been given these opportunities um so yeah I think it's really important as I sort of like learn this industry and learn what I'm doing to make sure that I recognize that as well because yeah it is absolutely right place right time Mm. my privilege of living where I live and knowing who I know um but yeah, I think like, you know, we've just got to support each other. And yeah. when there's other women that want to come in, I mean, you know, hopefully one day I'll have a successful directing career and there'll be somebody who wants to come and learn from me. And I hope that I can be as supportive as, you know, the people who've been around me have been supportive for me. I'm so, sure. yeah. What is the balance like in Sydney for kind of male, female directors? Is that a good balance? Is there... You know what? I think like, I mean, it's certainly not 50-50. Um, there's a lot of wonderful female directors in Sydney that are doing great work and I think the focus is certainly more now shifting towards bringing more female directors into um, the professional and um, independent industry um, but you know it like it's getting there it's you know and it's important as well like you know there's like to support female directors of color and you know like myself my um my dad is African-American, Native American, my mom's white. And so um, for me, it's also important in terms of like making sure that I recognize the privilege that I have for being a really light-skinned mixed person um, and making sure that I recognize that there are other women of color who are trying to direct that don't have those opportunities, maybe not necessarily because of their race, but are certainly looked over because of it. So um, yeah, I... I'm trying to um, just to make sure that I keep my eyes open and and understand the privilege that I have. It's really um, important that I think we all do that. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like we've said so many times, you know, we, we started this to try and let women's voices, all female mm. voices, be heard, that we're necessarily being heard. And, but we're very aware that majority of the three of us are um, middle class mm. we were originally working mm. class and then worked up mm. but we're white mm. females from, yeah. w- from a western society like, yeah we have a privilege and yeah. we talk about it a lot and we like it's a big thing for us that we're given this platform and then when the people who are we're given the platform to when they get up there we get out of their way yeah it's not about us it's just about giving the it's about using your privilege for a positive oh for sure that's so and it's so great like you know, I think this, and you know, the the zeitgeist is is moving towards that, and and people are more aware of it. Um, actioning it is still coming, and I think yeah. like, you know, I don't necessarily know about the UK, but like, I think in Australia, it's it's slow going, but it's ha- it's happening. Um, but yeah, I think that's like it's it's so important that we make sure that we recognize like where where is our privilege and how does that give us a platform that other people don't necessarily have especially as a director I think it's really interesting because you know like how am I casting and I am I casting people that are the best for the role and why aren't people of color coming to audition for me and why aren't people with disabilities coming to it like what why isn't that happening and it's not necessarily about going well these are the people that are in the room so I have to choose from 
these actors that I see, it's like, well, where where is everyone else? Like, um, so, and, and it's great seeing other directors around me do that as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's so important to make sure, especially in the arts, that we yeah. represent um, everyone and not just ourselves. Yeah, and everybody's stories. Yeah. And not everybody's story is going to be the same as your story. Yeah. For us to move forward as a society, we need to hear mm. all those voices. Yeah. Otherwise, we're stuck. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's like, mm, that's just like depressing. But I, I just, I, I can't even think about the depressingness because actually mm. I'm so excited that there are people like you working oh, really hard to get out into the industry and like make the work that you're passionate about involve the people that thank should you. be involved. And I think we're really lucky to... I mean, I've, I mean, we're so lucky yeah. to be here at the Fringe for a start because yeah. not everybody gets to be oh, here. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, you yeah. know, that thing of, like, I mean, I'm lucky I live in Glasgow and just jump on a train and yeah. we've, got, I've got, we've got this amazing event that happens every year yeah. in our country. It's just, it's outstanding. Because mm. I kind of go, we might never have crossed paths. Well, exactly, yeah. That's not happened. And yeah. We have, and now we have, mm-hmm. and we get to hear your story and... Yeah be inspired by what you're doing and yeah. spread the word oh, and, thanks. but also just so that maybe you know some young actress or yeah. performer who's maybe loves performing but is really drawn to yeah. like might feel like email someone annoy yeah. them mm-hmm. be persistent like that's I mean that's that's the way you make work and I think like yeah, you, you've got to make the work for yourself and sometimes that means literally writing it and starring in it and directing it and producing it and getting it to the fringe. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that means saying, hey, I noticed that you don't have an assistant director. Hey, um, I noticed that uh, you know you, you have a space here and you're not necessarily advertising for it yeah. and you're not necess- you don't know that you need me, but here I am. Yeah. Like, let me come and work for you. Let me come and show you what I can do and like prove your skill and be good and like work hard. But, um, yeah, people don't know what they need, (laughs) I think, you know. Um, Yeah, and, like, yeah, it's, like, especially this event is so incredible. The Fringe, like, there are so many artists out there that are producing such incredible work. And, you know, a a lot of them are, like, hidden away in the tiny little shows. So, um, yeah, my recommendation to everybody is to go and see the shows that you've never heard of. Yeah, take a um, Yeah, absolutely. Like, th- that's what this is all about. Yeah. You know, you can go and see the big show that you've seen the poster for everywhere, but there's there's really great stuff, like, in the fringes of the fringe. Yeah, we've talked about that quite a lot, actually, this year at the fringe, but mm. it's become so slick. Yeah. And it's so um, commercialised from yeah. what it used to be. Like, you know, I've been, I've been out of training for 15 years yeah maybe even 16 no 15 okay let's not add that extra um yeah 15 years coming to the fringe before that obviously and i used to be able to come through and like go and risk a show because it was like three pounds 50 yeah and be like right okay cool i'm just gonna go and see what this show is yeah somebody says to me oh hey i've got a show starting in half an hour okay cool great two pounds yeah brilliant let's do it and I have seen some utterly awful stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I have seen some utterly brilliant stuff as yeah. well. And I really miss that about the slickness that has become totally. the festival. I think the free fringe is kind of like, mm. there's elements of that. But then there's people like yourself that are taking a risk and bringing stuff yeah. over and hoping that yeah. things get out there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and I think, I mean... Um, 
I went to the Fringe Artists of Colour meeting and we were talking about this and, you know, one massive part of privilege is, you know, your financial privilege. And that's the only reason people can come to the Fringe um, because it is, as an artist, as a as a, an independent producer, like, it is so expensive to bring your work here. Um, and, I mean, even if you're at the Free Fringe, which is such a great initiative, uh, like, you know, it's your travel costs and your accommodation costs and um, your registration fees and your marketing and the show itself and the props you have to ship here and et cetera, et cetera. And your time as well. I mean, yeah, those jobs that we all um, have back at home that are waiting for us to get back there, um, you know, but like, yeah, and not everybody has the privilege that we have to like leave our jobs for a month and come and work on a show or pay for your flights and pay, you know, it's crazy. So I'm really interested to see what the Fringe does um, in terms of making it accessible to artists who don't have financial privilege. Um, That's, yeah, I really, I'm really really interested to see what happens in the future with that yes there needs to be a shift again absolutely yeah because we are missing we're not hearing from voices that mm. need to be heard from yeah. because yeah. of that I mean I don't know how like I don't know how you guys do it from the other side of the world like I <laughs> yeah. like I'm a show on and all that like I can put a show on years ago yeah. and the amount of money it costs we were coming from yeah. Glasgow to here never mind like Australia yeah. to here it's just yeah so we're up to I calculated it last night so we're up to 12,000 pounds that we've spent on this show and I mean like it's literally just me and my partner working three jobs to pay for that to come over here and we have done that and we can do that and you know we like have managed to afford that to come over here but like how many other shows are there out there that like can't afford to spend that much money that are like from other parts of the world that are like hey we have great work and we can't get it we can't get it here. Yeah, or you know? somebody might have a kid. I, well, that's like, the thing, that's yeah. Like, you know, to work three jobs. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, no, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's, it's not, not viable, possible. yeah. Um, you know, and think, like I said, like, things are changing and there's some great initiatives out there, but, I, yeah, I think there's there's t- always room for, for more and, like, yeah. you know, as artists, what can we do to help those people and, like, you know, as producers, what can you do? And, and yeah, I think it, there's, there's, it's important to, for us to, like, keep our eyes open for those great works and and making them accessible absolutely and what's your funding like in Australia like did you get any help to get here we have um some amazing friends and family who came along to our Sydney previews and we raised two thousand five or like two thousand pounds roughly so five thousand Australian dollars um so that has really helped us that's paid for like a bit of our marketing and some of our um, music production costs um but we did not receive any um, grants or anything okay. um, this time around. Maybe next time there is some funding from um, the government. There's some like private funding, but um, it's pretty um, tricky to get. Um, so, if there's any Australian organisations out there listening, we we really need arts funding. Um, you know, and like we are privileged enough to be able to afford to bring our show here, but I can't imagine what the other shows in Australia are like that are, are fantastic or like that just can't afford to come. Yeah. So, yeah, arts funding is so important. Please don't take it away from us. Yeah, all of our videos were like, please. Yes, I think I think it's the fact that um, arts kind of gets so it was the first cut. Yeah, because people don't really give it the credit that it deserves for for 
everybody's mental health. Oh, totally. Because it joins us together as a community. It's more than just yeah. going to see a show. And it's yeah. teaching, it's learning, it's yeah. you're growing as humans. Absolutely, you're yeah. About you're learning about, yeah, yeah. You're learning about a different community, different culture, yeah. different gender. Like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. all of that. Just it's different ways of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like yeah, it's, and like the art is so important because that's how people like consume knowledge as well. Especially like nowadays when you have like social media, and I mean I don't read the news anymore. It's too I mean, sad. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like well, you know, you go and see a movie, you go and see a play, and you think about things that you haven't maybe thought of, or you see a perspective that you haven't seen before. I think it's really. And I mean, maybe I'm being selfish, but I think like that's it's so important because like that's how you hear about stories that you don't think about. Yeah, you know, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah so. so when you go back to Oz, what is your plan of attack? Oh my gosh. So I am um, notoriously a very bad planner. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I love to do things last minute. So Great. I'm going to um, look at what's next, probably the day before I fly out of London <laughs> back to Sydney. And then um, decide from there. <laughs> no, there's like there's lots of um, little opportunities for directors that have popped up recently that I've been having a look at. So hopefully somebody will say yes to me yeah. to come and um, direct their show. I think my partner and I want to work on this show, Switch Witchity, a little bit more. And um, we've had a look at a festival in China that might be uh, good for us. We've got to have a look at the language barrier and how we can sort of adjust the show for kids who don't necessarily have as much English. Um, but yeah, to know. know there's the festival in Brazil as well and right yeah, yeah like you should totally because they great. love um, family shows great yeah i think like especially now that we've opened ourselves up to the family market it's been uh, a whole new world <laughs> literally yeah because <laughs> <laughs> <Literally. laughs> really yeah. like i think um our family audiences and like our um theater for mm. our young people it's so vital yeah it's so important for yeah. them to get those messages and Hearing different stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm repeating myself quite a lot. No. Yes. No, I. You did great. Great. Yeah. Just yeah. like one of those like. Have I said this? Like, yeah. Have I said this already? <laughs> <laughs> I really no. think it, so I'm gonna say it twice. Yeah. Well, that's we that's important. This out of the <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! No, I think. So, so we're just taking a small mm. break to caffeinate. Mm. Yeah. Get that coffee down here, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Um. So Kaylee uh, and I bumped into each other um, mm. at the. Fringe artists of color meeting, yeah. Yeah. Should I talk about that a little bit? I think you should. I think you should. Okay. So I'd like to preface this story with, um, like I said before, so I um, am mixed. So my dad is black and my mom is white, and I'm really light skinned. So I have a lot of privilege that um, many mixed race people and many people of color do not have. So, like, I quote unquote pass. Um, so I'm going to tell this story, but I am not, I'm like, I'm just telling it from my own perspective. And there are a lot of other people that do not have the privilege that I have, um, in the sense of like feeling safe in this situation or yeah, uh, the, the complexities that come with, with what we sort of experienced. So, um, we had this wonderful, um, fringe artist of color meeting, uh, last week. Um, organized by Shana Simmons. She's the original founder of the Fringe Artists of Colour. And so this is the fifth annual meeting. So I rocked up. Um, I've never been to one of these meetings before, but I was really excited to see what work is out there. Um, I was also really interested from a director's perspective to see how I can um, be more diverse in my casting as well and, and, and hear about that. So 
um, we rock up to this meeting and um, it was in, so I've been to a couple of other events um, that are run by the fringe or organized or facilitated by the fringe. And so they sort of get you to meet in like the common area and then they walk you across to um, the room that it's in, that the, that the meeting's being held in. And so I rocked up and I was like, hi, I'm here for the Fringe Artists of Colour meeting. Where should I be? And they were like, oh, well, it's just here. And they sort of pointed over to this like little corner of the room. Um, so they they'd pulled some couches in together and, you know, they provided us with some snacks and drinks. But um, the, um, the space itself was a communal space. So obviously there's still people walking around um, from other events. The, the information desk is like, you know, five metres away from us, so people are obviously going over there to get info. So we, we sort of sit down and, and we start to have this chat, but, um, you know, it was a, an issue that was brought up was the fact that there's free meeting rooms um, currently, you know, around us that are not being used and why are we in this, this space? And, you know, we had the meeting anyway, it was totally fine. Um, and then we got to a point where um, obviously it's a communal space, so it gets noisy. And so we're trying to like talk about these stories. And in particular, um, we were discussing um, times when people had felt um, like racially profiled or had encountered acts of harassment or violence. And there was a particular group of people speaking about this really horrific event where they'd been profiled and harassed. And um, we literally couldn't hear them. And all of us are just saying like, this is our voices literally cannot be heard and so it was just this like kind of um deflating moment of like it just you know and of course I don't think it was intentional at all and I think it's you know been rectified for the next meeting but um yeah I think um we everybody makes mistakes but I think it's just like so important to like recognize how your mistakes are perceived and so you know if if we'd been put in this social space in this space because it's oh it's a social meeting um etc etc but considering like another group had literally just come out of um come out of a meeting room for another social event it just you know it's not necessarily intended to be prejudiced or racist but of course that's the way that it comes across and you know the the group are really wonderful about it and we took some notes and we we discussed um what we were going to do about it and how we'd like to approach the group about this and it's just really unfortunate and a lot of people made a great point of like it's not our responsibility to say hey if another group gets a room we would also like a room that shouldn't be our responsibility but at the moment i think unfortunately it is <laughs> um we yeah, yeah we we'd come out of our event and to look over and see that that was happening. And I, yeah. the only we thing I can think about that made our mm -hmm. event different from yours mm -hmm. is that we had a panel. Right. So we had a panel discussion. Right. So it wasn't really a social thing. Right. Um, and that's, but looking at it, that's mm -hmm. all that was different. Yeah. Because then we open it up for questions and yeah. there's people saying things. Um, and we didn't know mm -hmm. that you guys were having... Well, how, how are you supposed to know? There's yeah. no signage, there's no, Nothing. like, it's not we a roped-off area. And we'd been having... Everybody had been chatting and there had been free wine. So yeah. And then we were loud. Of course. And then we found out. Yeah. We were all gutted yeah. that we'd made the noise in the first place. But again, it's that thing of like, that's not down on us. That's exactly. Down on yeah. Organized. Yeah. And that's something that, um, as persistent and nasty, we really want to 
want to give mm. support to. Which is so fantastic. So yeah. thank you for approaching me at the end. And so, uh, like, long story short, essentially, um, I sort of became the unofficial secretary just because I had my laptop with me just sort of typing some notes. So Elaine approached me at the end and um, invited me to come and, and be here today and, and to... Um, pass the, her info on to everybody else in the group um but yeah it's so great like and I think it's such a great example of like like realizing your privilege in your platform and, and inviting other people to come and take part in it which is like such a great feeling because you know this wouldn't have happened if if we hadn't been where we were yeah. and you know it really sucks and it was really unfortunate but we made the best of it and I think like um you know I think there's already been a discussion um, about where we're going to be for next time and what we can do not to make not to let this happen again. But I think one of the things it absolutely cannot happen again. Yeah, very loudly, and I hope you're all listening. To yeah, me. yeah, because it can. It was yeah. I mean, it's pretty rough, and like I like I said, I have so much. I have so much privilege, but um, you know, I was like, I just. But also, as you said, uh, your voices were. Literally yeah. were not being heard. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Oh, that's that you got yeah. That, but you, yeah. Like, that's not. It's really yeah. So the, so in this one particular instance, so um, the person who was telling the story about how they were being harassed and, and profiled, they so we couldn't hear them, and so the the French had organised um, to give us a mic to use, but this microphone um, was on a speaker that was throughout the whole. Um, room, the whole complex. So they're telling this story about um, feeling profiled and, and literally being physically harassed and over the speakers of this whole room. And it's just not a safe space. Like, f very fortunately, there are, you know, most people um, involved in, in the fringe um, have some sensitivity to this. But I just, like, you know, I can't imagine how this person felt sharing their story to us, having to use the microphone because he couldn't, literally couldn't be heard and being heard by people in the room who, you know, may or may not have been a safe space to share this, this story. So, yeah, look, I think um, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where our next <laughs> meeting is being held. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's um, other than that, the meeting was really wonderful, and I think there's like, like I said, there's some great, incredible work by artists of color that's going on in the fringe here. Um, but yes, yes. Has, hashtag fringe of color. Yes, like find, you find so many amazing. Yeah. There's going on. yeah, some wonderful stuff, um, and like a big shout out to Shana Simmons who organized um, the very first fringe artists of color meeting because she was realizing that. You know, there's not there wasn't necessarily a space for people to share these stories. So, um, but yeah, there's been some awful stuff that's happened over the years, like stories of artists not being able to enter their venue because um, they've been stopped at the gate by security um, and not been allowed to enter to go and perform. And, and these people are going. I'm I'm regurgitating a story, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a real issue at the fringe. Yeah, it's a real issue. Um, yeah, and like I said, like it's. Yeah, it's. Just, so, can you imagine standing outside like, your venue and going, "Hey, I am on like in twenty hour. minutes." Yeah, and them going, "Oh, where's your ID?" Like, how many? Yeah, it's just like it's, it's. <laughs> there's so much room for improvement. Oh, boy, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, but me and Elaine are literally know, like the, the listeners can't see our faces. But those of you that are listening that know me can imagine what my face is doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that don't, you'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, 
what I love though, Kaylee, is your positivity about it all. Oh, you like, like you have to be, and you know, like you're it, right, you do, but it's not always easy to. And I just oh, love no. how you're keeping going with that. It's yeah, just, and like you know, I just think, I mean, it's it's not necessarily about like somebody out there is always doing worse than you but it is about going hey how am I how is my privilege affecting me in this situation you know I've never been in that position before and for me like realizing that like it's just a real reinforcement of like hey this isn't like you like what am I personally doing to make sure this doesn't happen again how do I personally involve myself in that so you know there's you know I don't even think I don't know if there was like a um I know there's a women of fringe and there's like a fringe artist of color. Is there like an ability fringe? I'm really interested to see if there's that I've for been, next year. I've been doing a lot of make your fringe accessible. To Great, yeah. That's, I, yeah. One of the shows I'm working on has got, got yeah. a really big push for like accessible Fantastic, yeah. Um, yeah. It absolutely needs yeah. it. It's horrific how many like, venues are completely inaccessible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so, yeah. it's such poor show. Yeah. I know that this city, like... Mm. Was the city and yeah, oh, absolutely. There's ways to work around that. Totally, yeah. How do you? Yeah, what do you? Because I mean, you don't just go. Oh well, you can't come to the show. You can't do a performance. You know, it's like, and it's the same thing with like the financial side. Like, it's like, oh well, you can come to the fringe, but you have to have money. Oh, okay. Well, you exclude a whole bunch of people. You can come to the fringe, but you have to be able. Okay. Well, you exclude a bunch of like. How do you? You know, how do we build these? And how do we as artists build these pathways and as directors and like it's all of that. So. Yeah, we just got to keep our eyes open and keep our ears open too about hearing people's stories and and making sure it's not just like a, oh, how sad is that? But like, yeah. how do we, what do I do to, to make that better? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we are running out of time, but what we've been doing is we've been asking everybody, so Persistent and Nasty, our name. Um, so for a bit of background, everybody that's listening to the podcast is going to be sick of me saying this. <laughs> um, so Persistent we came up with because of Nevertheless She Persisted. Mm-hmm. And then Nasty was in um, kind of reclaiming the word after Trump called Great. her a nasty woman for Great. daring to give information. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're very much about reclaiming certain mm. words like bitch, bossy. And at the moment I'm on, we're reclaiming coven. Because mm. it's been used against us. Absolutely. In so many ways when actually a coven is power energy and it's for the good right. rather than for the negative. So me and, me and love our energy. We love stars. our energy and we love a right. crystal and definitely a witch. That's great. So yeah, so mm. we've been asking everybody what the um, when you hear the phrase persistent and nasty, yeah. what does that mean for you? Oh, it's a, I feel like for me it's about being unapologetic. Um, and like I said to you guys before, just going, hey, I think I can do this. No, I know I can do And this. I know I can do this, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think certainly there are many women that really struggle with apologizing for, you know, like, <laughs> existing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just so important to, to kind of recognize that, that asking for and, and demanding what you want is okay and you don't have to apologize for that and you do have to be kind and you do have to recognize the privilege that you have in being able to do that but you don't have to apologize for it you like take 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 what's yours and and find out the find the work that you need and and find the path that's meant you're meant to be on and and yeah and don't apologize for it and then help other people bring them up with you yes you know 
Amazing, Kelly. And um, just before we finish, do you want to just give us uh, all the details for your show, where it's on, times, etc. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and I wrote this down. Handle your handles for. Fuck. Cool. Here we go. Okay. So my company is Pinwheel Productions. Our website is pinwheelproductions.space, like S P A C E. Twitter? On Twitter? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I've just recently started using Twitter. Don't for, worry about it. Okay, here we go. We are Pinwheel Oz, like A U S, not like O Z. Pinwheel yep. Oz on Twitter. On Instagram. Yes, our fave. I've just learned how to make a story recently, so Great. go Misha's, me. Misha's all about the stories. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love. I do the feed. Misha does the stories. Big fan of stickers. <laughs> love a sticker. Um, Pinwheel underscore productions. On Facebook, we are Pinwheel Productions, P-T-Y-L-T-D. Yes. Um, and our show is Switch Witchity's Almanac of Everything. It's on at 1.25 p.m. every day up until the 24th at The Space at Surgeon's Hall, the Haldane Theatre. And, yeah. That's great. Oh my gosh! On it, on it. Instagram. Kelly, yeah. Thank you so much for coming and chat to us. You've what been an a joy. Uh, I'm so I'm really grateful, guys, and the work that you guys do is incredible oh, and so fantastic. Like, yay, intersectional feminism. Yay! yay. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not Stay nasty. nasty.